Here are seven ways you can boost your productivity on the computer. Welcome to the Paul Miners Podcast, the show that will help you to optimize your time, income, and lifestyle fast. Get more done with actionable, easy-to-follow advice and learn how to live life on your terms. And now, introducing your host, Paul Miners. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Paul Miners Podcast 2, episode number 131. And today I'm back recording at my home office, home studio in Auckland, New Zealand, after six weeks on the road traveling uh, the United States and Canada. Uh, Haley, Jay, and I, we had a fantastic time traveling around. Really was fantastic to get away, see some new places, and really just enjoy the flexibility of being able to work for myself, um, kind of traveling. I feel very fortunate to be in that situation. But in saying that, it is very nice to be back home, to have the comfort at home of home. Definitely it's not easy traveling with a seven-month-old. We've sort of disrupted Jay's routine a little bit, uh, so hopefully we'll be back to normal soon. But yeah, really do enjoy being at home in my nice home office, home studio again. So today I'm sharing seven overlooked ways you can boost your productivity on the computer. And the inspiration for this post came about actually after traveling, sort of working on my MacBook for a while, and I got home and I really appreciated just plugging into a monitor. And that was that's actually one of the tips that I'll be talking about today. And I wanted to, I just thought more about what are some ways that I uh, am more efficient on my computer. Now the show notes for this episode you can find at paulminers.com slash 131. You will probably want to check out the show notes for today. There's some really useful screenshots. I've got links to some other material that I've written and other blog posts that I'm referencing as well and I've put together a video for this episode so check out the blog paulminers.com slash 131 to get access to that good stuff so when we talk about productivity we generally focus on things like time management prioritization procrastination goal planning things like that and I, I sort of refer to that as the more strategic side of productivity. But there are small tactical things, often unexpected things, that you can do to dramatically improve your efficiency and your output. And I, and I think they're tactical because it's, you know, it's how we work rather than what we're actually working on. And so for the last few years, I've actually noticed that a lot of clients and customers that I've uh, come into contact with really are just terrible at using their computer. You know, they're really smart people running successful businesses or doing great work, but they just are terrible at using a computer. It takes them so long to do really simple things. And I... And I just last week was having a call sharing my screen with a client and he and they were watching me how uh, do my work uh, doing doing some stuff and later they just turned around and said they couldn't believe how fast I was doing things and they said you know I have no idea what you just did but that was really cool that was really fast what you did and so again some of the things that I often consider to be really simple I know that often uh, these are the things that people overlook. So like I said, strategic productivity, time management, planning, it really helps us to decide what we work on. But this more tactical side of productivity, you know, how we actually use our tools, I think is important as well because it helps us to execute on the strategic set stuff in a more efficient way. So that's what I'm talking about. And so here is my list of things that you can do to boost your productivity, specifically on the computer. And I say they're overlooked because they're things that people often hear about but don't put any effort into because they seem less important than the strategic stuff, like time management. And yes, that's stuff is important but when you get really good at the tactical things you will be amazed at how fast you can get stuff done so the first tip I wanted to share was is using a monitor as I said before over the last six weeks you know I've uh, during this trip I've been working on a 13 inch MacBook Pro and when we arrived home just this weekend I was able to plug into my external monitor and I was so relieved to finally have the extra screen real estate again uh, I have desks at the co-working space where I work and here at home and in both places I have an external monitor that I can plug into and the main benefit is that you can just see more work at once so for example I can see more of my time 
task list and projects in Asana. I can see more deals and information on the screen when I'm using Pipedrive. And so if you go to my blog, paulminers.com slash 131, I've put up screenshots. It's actually quite obvious. You can see on a 13-inch screen and a desktop just how much more you can see on, on the desktop version. So sounds really simple, but just being able to see more is really useful. Um, I run most of my apps full screen rather than two apps side by side because it helps me to focus on one thing at a time. But occasionally, yeah, it is useful to have two apps in a split-screen view as well, which is a lot easier to achieve and it looks a lot nicer on a big screen. But a uh, funny story, I did tweet about this uh, over the weekend as well, and uh, a guy from my uh, membership community actually responded and said that he didn't like using a big monitor because it means you can run apps, uh, multiple apps, in a split-screen view and it can be distracting, which I definitely agree with. Uh, so that's why I do run most of my apps full-screen, singular apps, uh, so that I'm not being distracted by too much at once. Unless there is really a good use case where I need two things side by side, maybe like a PDF and an email or something. So the second uh, tactic or hack that I came up with is learning as many keyboard shortcuts as you can. You may have heard me mention this before, but I really cannot emphasize this one enough, and it's probably the most effective way to speed up your workflow on the computer. Sounds really simple, but learning keyboard shortcuts for navigating your computer and for the different tools that you use will have a massive impact on your overall efficiency. It's the thing that I do that people go, whoa, how did you do that? Because I'm just using keyboard shortcuts. And so when I'm on my computer, my goal is to do as much as I can without touching the mouse. Um, it's generally a lot quicker to use a shortcut than it is to move a mouse, click a menu and select an option. So whether you are on a Mac or a PC, there are a few different types of shortcuts you should be learning and using. So firstly, there's navigation. So learning how to switch between apps, move between spaces, uh, learn how to move files between folders and search for things on the web or search your documents, that kind of thing, just navigating around. Then there's all the app-specific shortcuts. So for your tools like email, learning how to like search for email, create an email, send an email, that kind of thing. All the formatting shortcuts, so besides bold and underline, you know, when writing text, learn how to insert a bulleted list or a numbered list, make indents, change formats, that kind of thing. And then moving the cursor. This is actually really cool. So you can actually select text and move your cursor between words and sentences using the keyboard. On the Mac, you can use the arrow keys and you can hold option to move between words or you can hold command to move to the beginning or end of a line. And if you hold shift while doing any of this, you can actually select text at the same time. So you'll be amazed once you actually get that down at how quickly you can move and, and select and, and um, move between lines and things without even touching your mouse. It's really cool. Keyboard shortcuts as well, um, you know, obviously they do come with a bit of a learning curve. My advice is to try and force yourself not to touch your mouse. And if there's something you're trying to do, look to see if there's a shortcut. If you go to the menu, that in the, the menu bar at the top of your window on a Mac, it'll even tell you if there's an available shortcut for the things you're trying to do. And after a week or so, you'll, you'll start to really notice some improvements. On the Mac as well, you can customize your own shortcuts. So if you go to your system preferences and in the keyboard settings, you can create shortcuts. So for example, in notes and mail, I have a custom shortcut, which is shift command U to do a bulleted list. So whichever app I'm in, it's the same shortcut for doing a bulleted list. I think those shortcuts aren't programmed into the app itself, but I've created that shortcut for myself. So that's a really cool little hack you can use. This episode of the Paul Miners podcast is sponsored by Gusto. Now, if you run a small business like me or you know someone who does, you probably know that business owners have to wear a lot of hats. And some of those hats are totally great. For example, making this podcast. But some, like filing taxes and running payroll, for example, are not so great. And that's where Gusto comes in. 
Gusto makes payroll, taxes, and HR actually easy for small businesses. Fast, simple payroll processing, benefits, and expert HR support all in one place. Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Plus, they make it easy to add on health benefits and even 401ks for your team. Now, those old-school clunky payroll providers just weren't built for the modern way that small businesses work, but Gusto is. So let them wear one of your many hats. Listeners can get their first three months free when they file their first payroll. Try a demo and see for yourself at gusto.com slash pool. That's gusto, G-U-S-T-O dot com slash pool. And thank you, Gusto, for sponsoring this episode of the Pool Miners podcast. Tip number three is to maximize your mouse speed. So as I mentioned, the goal is to try and not use the mouse as much as you can, but when you do need to use the mouse, it's really good to have it be as, as fast as you can. This is actually a tip I picked up from Noah Kagan when he was interviewed on the Tim Ferriss podcast. And so on the Mac, I set my mouse to be the maximum speed, but this still wasn't enough. Um, so there's a little hack that I found online. I actually wrote about it on my blog. So if you go to the show notes for this episode, there's a link to that article where you can actually hack your, your Mac uh, to go faster than the system preferences will allow. And so I've shared this tips with lots of people and I always hear the same advice, uh, sorry, sorry, I hear the same thing in response, which is that the new mouse speed is really surprising at first, but you you very quickly adapt to the new speed. Usually within an hour, you're actually, you've adapted. And uh, speeding up your mouse simply means that you can move and click things without your hand having to travel as far on the desk and it actually puts less stress on your hand as well which is great if you do suffer from like repetitive strain injuries things like that number four is to use a password manager so password managers like one password are really great for just helping you to be more secure online but they actually come with a big added productivity benefit um i really can't tell you how much of my time with clients has been wasted because of poor password management um most people have like a variation of the same password they use for most services, but often they forget which version is for which website. And so it usually results in having to reset their password. Um, we waste a lot of time. So using an app like OnePassword, password uh, you can have strong, unique passwords for everything, which is great, but it's actually quicker to log in compared to typing a password manually if, you, if your password haven't, hasn't been saved to the browser. And so using a keyboard shortcut, <laughs> as I said in tip number two, um, using command and then the backslash key uh, you can very quickly search for your passwords and fill out these login forms. Um, it'll even copy two-factor codes. So if you have two-factor authentication turned on, it'll copy the code. And so instead of waiting for a text, it'll, it'll, you can then just paste that into your login form. And even using 1Password, you can search for a website and use the open and fill option to quickly open a new tab, fill in the login information and log in just with one click. So rather than doing that all separately, opening a new tab, typing it in, you can open and open and fill using one password, which is really fast. Tip number five is to keep your tabs to a minimum. So all too often when I'm viewing someone's screen, I see dozens of tabs open in the browser. And this is really mind boggling to me. Not only does it slow down your browser, but I have no idea how people keep on keep track of this many tabs or even why you need that many tabs open at once. So my sort of philosophy when it comes to tabs is to minimize them as I go and keep them to an absolute minimum besides like Asana and Pipedrive, which are usually open all day. So as I'm working, I'll open multiple tabs to get access to the pages and the sites that I need to use. But just like when you're driving a car and you check your mirrors every few seconds, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll glance up at my tabs and close the pages that I no longer need, uh, again using a shortcut, Command-W. And if you accidentally close something you're still using, you can do Command-Shift-T, and that actually will restore the last tab that you closed. And this just helps you, I think, to maintain focus. It's just cleaner, more organized, and minimizes distractions as well. 
Tip number six is to increase typing efficiency with Text Expander. So no surprises here. Text Expander is a tool I've mentioned a lot now on this podcast and blog. Um, and I do have a link to an article that I've written about how to use Text Expander. There's a video there as well. Um, but if you haven't heard of it, it is an incredible tool that allows you to store text that you want to type on a regular basis. So, and then you can type a little snippet into any app or, or any way you're typing text. And Text Expander will spit out the text that you'd like to use. So I use it dozens of times a day for things like email templates, links, uh, filling out forms with my addresses, uh, my address and contact information. Um, and they even send you a report at the end of each month telling you how much time you saved based on the average typing speed. And so last month I saved a little bit over four hours just on typing. That's half a day, people, uh, just on typing. So Text Expander, highly recommend that. Um, check out the link in my show notes. And finally is to use a clipboard manager. So we copy text, you know, using command C dozens, if not hundreds of times a day. But when you paste, you can only access the very last thing that you copied. With a clipboard manager, it will remember the stuff that you've recently copied. So you can quickly search for and paste the text or links that you copied, you know, a few hours, days, or even months ago. And it's extremely useful. Um, if I want to find a link or some text that I didn't save in Text Expander, but I know I used it recently, I can type a quick keyboard shortcut. I think it's Control Space. I can bring up my clipboard manager, type a word or phrase to find the text that I need, and then hit return to paste out the copied text. Now, I use a clipboard manager that's built into Alfred, which is a Mac on the uh, an app on the Mac. But there are loads of other, you know, for PC and Mac, there are loads of just if you search clipboard manager, you know, on the web, you'll you'll find loads of different options and things. So that's my final tip. If you're not doing any of the above, I highly recommend you make it a little weekend project. Sit down, start learning some shortcuts, download some of these apps. Just start trying to find some ways that you can be more efficient on the computer, on the more tactical side of productivity. And if you have any of your own tips of things that you'd like to share, please let me know in the comments. I really do love getting your feedback, hearing your ideas. So head to paulminers.com slash 131. Leave me a comment. You can also find me on Twitter at paulminers or respond to my weekly newsletter if you are on my mailing list. Thank you very much for listening, and I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners Podcast. Thank you very much for listening to the Paul Miners podcast. Two quick things before I go. Firstly, if you enjoyed this episode or if you have any feedback, please leave me a review on iTunes. It really does mean a lot to me because it helps the show to get uh, discovered so that more people can benefit from the content. And I would love your help getting the show out there. So please, if you have a minute, I would love a review on iTunes. And uh, on that note, if you want to give me any more feedback, you can always reach out to me via my blog, leave me a comment, or if you're on my newsletter list, you can respond to any of my emails as well. I really do love hearing from my listeners and hearing what you want to learn about and getting your feedback. Number two, if you want to connect with me on a more regular basis, you can become a VIP member of my website. Head to paulminers.com slash VIP to learn about my membership options and how to get access to my private Slack community. This has typically been reserved for my uh, high-end customers in the past, but I've opened it up for the first time. So head on over to the website paulminers.com slash VIP to learn how you can get access to my private Slack channel, where you'll also get access to my complete library of book summaries as well. One more time, thank you very much for listening, and I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners podcast.